for a lot of these gamblers, there's nothing better than Sundays. So let's uh, let's talk about an upcoming Sunday in a big uh, week two in the NFL with Evan Render, TSN Edge betting analyst. Evan, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How's it going? I'm good. What a what a wild week one. Uh, I honestly feel like here we are, middle of the week, and it's amazing, right? If you t- turn on American TV, off season, middle of the week, it's it, NFL still the lead like all week long. But after like week one, I still feel like there's stories I haven't got to. There, there's storylines that stood out, or trends, or or things that that were shocking uh, that I haven't got to because we've been talking about the Jets or, you know, maybe uh, Joe Burrow. Like, there's just so many talking points after what was a pretty awesome week one. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Jets and the Joe Burrow story. I was actually telling someone this morning that, obviously, you know, the Aaron Rodgers stuff is the biggest story of the week. I haven't even gotten to the how, how bad the Cincinnati Bengals were. Right? I mean, it feels like the Chiefs losing in the opener to the Detroit Lions was like three months ago yeah, man. because of what happened on Sunday. And the best part about week one is, you know, the overreactions, the overreactions to teams losing, the teams winning. And that's what brings us to week two, which in my opinion is arguably the best betting week of the NFL season for those reasons. Ooh, okay, okay. Well, the, well I'll tell you what really stood out to me. The line for Jets-Cowboys. Am I right that it opened at three and now on FanDuel it's the Cowboys are laying nine and a half points? Correct. Opened at three, got to around three and a half look-ahead line uh, before kickoff um, in the Jets game on Monday. And then I feel if Rodgers never got hurt and the Jets still won that game, it would probably stay at three, three and a half, something like that. And then, you know, with Zach Wilson starting, it got all the way to eight and a half on Tuesday. And now it's all the way up to nine and a half at FanDuel. So the public has no interest in betting on, in, in betting on Zach Wilson. Combine yeah. that with the fact that the Cowboys won 40 to nothing on primetime television against a division rival. It's, it's a kind of the, a, a, a perfect storm for them to just get all, a bunch of points added up and other nine-and-a-half point favorites uh, against the Jets. I, I'm not laying nine-and-a-half because I think the Jets' defense, as you saw on Monday, is almost as elite as it gets in the NFL. Right. It's, it's hard to cover double-digit spreads against elite defenses. But with that being said, Dallas is, is very elite as well. So I don't see New York putting up a lot of points, but I don't see uh, Dallas being able to put up as, as many points as well. Week two is such a great sample because there are teams that overachieved or got lucky in week one. And in, in week two, you kind of, I feel like week two is the sample that matches most what our preseason expectations were. A lot of people right. thought the Cowboys could be contenders. They're not winning 40 to nothing again this season. But you think they're as good as they looked in, in week one? Hard to tell because a lot of it was, was, I mean, the Giants had a great opening drive, missed the kick, and, and, and Bob's your uncle, see you later. The game was over after that. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm glad you brought up the, the Cowboys because that brings me to my favorite bet of the week, week two, which is the Giants. Now, it was four, they're in Arizona, who many, including myself, could agree is, is the worst team in the NFL, roster-wise. And the, people say they're tanking for Caleb Williams. I don't know if that's the case, but, but their roster looks like they are anyway. Um, and they're in Arizona. They were four-and-a-half-point favorites. That number's gone all the way up to six, and some people will look at that number and be like, look, look a team just lost 40 to nothing, which doesn't happen in the NFL, no matter who you are, right, let alone on primetime television for the entire world to watch, and now they're going into Arizona, and they're going to cover a spread of six? No way. I'll take the points. Personally, I think my rule number one of betting is never, over, never overreact especially to a primetime performance. Mm. The Giants are a decent team. They're not a great team. They're not a team to lose 40 to nothing, like you just mentioned. I think they go into Arizona, and they absolutely whoop the Cardinals. The look-ahead line for that game was seven. It's six now, so it's still, there's still a discrepancy between what it used to be and what it is now. 
And I think the Giants make some adjustments during the week. I think Brian Dable's a great coach. He's going to have his team ready to go. And they could not have drawn a better matchup after a pathetic primetime performance like they had Sunday night. I think it's a great bet. Still at six, I would still take it. I got it at four and a half a couple days ago. I still like it at six. I think it could close at seven, even seven and a half. So I would bet it sooner rather than later. But the Giants should have no problem going into Arizona and winning by, in my opinion, double digits. Man, do you got a personal incentive here? Like, is Danny Dimes your, your quarterback? He is not. Thankfully, he's not my quarterback. <laughs> I'm not even a big Danny Dimes guy, honestly. I, I, like, I believe in Brian Dable. He saw he took that team to the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game yeah. in Minnesota who won the NFC North. So he knows how to adjust week to week. He knows how to get the absolute best out of his players. And here's a trend I'll give you. I'm not a big trends guy. I think most, the vast majority of trends are just you know fluke and chance and fun stats for people to speak about. But sure. in the last two NFL seasons there's, seasons, there's been 14 NFL teams to lose by double digits in week one. Ten of those 14 went and covered the following week in week two. All that tells me is those teams get overrate, underrated or overrated in market. If they get blown out, the market thinks that they suck. They're gonna, the next week they're not going to cover, they're not going to win, yada, yada. And they come back next, the following week, you get a good price on them, and they end up covering, if not winning. So I think the same thing's happening now with the Giants. Like I mentioned, the look-ahead line was seven, seven and a half. It's six right now at FanDuel. I don't think they'll have a problem covering that against a terrible, terrible Cardinals team. We're talking with Evan Render from TSN Edge. I'm not a big like streaks guy. I always like fade the streak too early, and this is not always a successful trend. Let me tell you, but that's usually how I look at things. Like, I look at the Blue Jays and I think they're not going to lose three in a row. That line was better when we started the show. Or earlier today, uh, the Blue Jays lay in 118 with Kikuchi on the hill um, in a very crucial third game of this four-game set against the Rangers. Now the Blue Jays are laying minus 130. Uh, where are you with how they've played? Are they, they going to lose three in a row to Texas? Uh, it's funny because I could say, no, I don't see them losing three in a row. But yesterday I was thinking, I don't see them losing two in a row. Same, yeah. Right? So you go to today, and, and the problem is not that they've lost. It's, and it's not like the starting pitcher. The starting pitching has been the reason why they've lost. Their best players, as you mentioned, have been absolutely invisible. And the law of averages tells you this, this shouldn't happen for, for, for the four-game series. At some point, you know, Bichette and Vladdy and, and, and all those guys are going to get a hit. Do I think it starts tonight? Yes. But am I, am I going to lay minus 130 with the Blue Jays? Like I've been telling you guys all year, like I said to you last time we spoke, they're just not a team that I can lay juice with. I feel like I have to get paid a plus price to bet the Blue Jays against a good team because they're under 500 against AL playoff teams this season. They've lost more games than they've won against teams who are currently in an AL playoff spot, which is, of course, bad. So I just don't feel like laying minus 130 on this team with a, you know, the pitching match is pretty much a wash with Jordan Montgomery against Kuchi. I just don't. Do I think the Jays can win tonight? Absolutely. Do I think that the, the, the best players are going to get back on track? Most law of averages said they will. But at that price, I want nothing to do with them. Preseason, a lot of experts, especially south of the border, said the Blue Jays were going to the ALCS, if not going to the World Series. They're plus 440 to reach the ALCS now. Quickly, any value in that still with Toronto? No. Same exact concept as I mentioned before with, um, with the game tonight. There's just not enough. They've been too inconsistent, like you mentioned in the last block. But if the bullpen's on, the hitting's off. If the hitting's off, the starting rotation's on. And it's just a circle it seems to be not all three things could be good at once. And for that reason, I just don't think they're in the same tier as, as a Tampa Bay or Houston or any of those teams at the top. Evan, this was awesome, man. Enjoy the games and uh, enjoy week two. I hope you get some winners, buddy. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Evan Render from TSN Edge, our TSN Edge betting analyst.